Yeah, no, I'm sorry. You guys, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you'll understand in five seconds why I need to show you this. A dear friend of mine, she's not lovely. the one you hit with your car, right? No. <laughs> oh, oh, nice call back to the dear car accident. Um, no, uh, a dear friend of mine, she brought me an early birthday gift. Uh, she knows I love uh, a certain type of rug. Uh, Hmm. Steve, what kind of rug do you think it is? And she got me two of them. <laughs> do you see these? Do you see that I have two of these shag rugs? Wait, Mike. God, I hate myself. Shag rugs? Why, we're discussing a similarly named band on this week's episode of the Song Topsy Report. It's the second episode of the shags. Exactly. Yeah. Two yeah, shags. Two episodes, and there, Tokyo and therefore, and therefore, there was absolutely no reason we needed to engineer any sort of introduction because it is a continuation of something we already started. So why the hell did we do all of this? Well, too late, Steve. It's already happened. Uh, this is the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm Groundhog Day Steve Trollinger, trapped in a world that just repeats over and over again until I go mad. Steve, that is not true in the slightest. We're discussing different Shag songs that we didn't discuss on last week's episode. And to the listeners, please check out uh, last week's episode, as we will be assuming you already know the history of the Shags that we went into on that episode um, and covered the first half of the album, and we will be covering the second half, as well as what they did after this album in this episode. And if we call back to some jokes and you don't get it, well, then that's that's your problem. You gotta, you gotta. That's your to problem one. for not following along the basic oeuvre of this whole show, where we all have five to six jokes that we just recycle over and over again in different forms. Steve, you can't give away the secrets. Okay, so last week we had just uh, been introduced to our pal Foot Foot. And we now go into the next song they decided to discuss is a song called My Companion. Now, weirdly enough, I guess their companion is not Foot Foot because they chose to have a different song uh, specifying who this person is or what this person is. Uh, so without further ado, we're just going to pick up right where we left off and discuss the next song on the Shag's album, Philosophy of the World. <laughs> I really okay, thought I this know. would... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't know how this happened, but listeners, a little inside baseball for you. We, I, I'm sorry to shatter your preconceived notions, but we're definitely recording this like 20 minutes after we finished the last episode, and somehow they sound worse to me now. <laughs> it's only yeah. been 20 minutes. I was going to say, our listeners had a whole week to kind of hopefully maybe forget what the shag sounded like in the first episode and then be reintroduced to it. But yeah, it truly, I think that's why you have to listen to the album. It's an entire, it's in its entirety because as soon as you take a second away from it, you almost forget how, 
I wouldn't say bad. I'd say idiosyncratic, the music don't, is. Don't spread your sickness to everyone, Nick. Don't. Oh, you man, you know what you guys should do? Also drink arsenic. It's really good for no. you. Don't do fucking do that to them. Just because you poison yourself with this album in one go. I think it's a mark of a good band when you can tell who they are immediately. That means they have a distinct songwriting style. You can immediately tell this is the Shags. Checkmate. Oh, man. I don't... First of all, tough, Nick, Nick, if we were actually playing chess, that would be a check, not a checkmate. Also... Isn't it you immediately recognize it's the Shags and you also immediately recognize that there's zero musical talent coming from these girls? I mean, Okay, I don't just know because those two a... go hand in hand doesn't mean that the point still doesn't stand, Mike. But regardless, that was just the hot musical intro. Let's get into the lyrics. What I do when I ride my horse, I take my companion to, of course. When I go to the beach and run in the sand, I have my companion close at hand. I forgot to mention, this is the one song the Shags did that actually has a twist ending. So they're dropping clues throughout the verses. And they mentioned, when I ride my horse, I assume they ride a horse because their car was taken away after they tried to stalk that man in the previous song. Oh, uh, that sports car? The, yes. That sports car? Yes. Save a, save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> um, when I ride my horse, because, you know, people are riding horses just all the time in Fremont, New Hampshire. Uh, I take my companion, too, of course. Whenever I go to the beach and run in the sand, I have my companion close at hand. Okay, first, hold on. The fact that you were like, oh, yeah, because people ride horses all the time in New Hampshire, but you had nothing to say about going to the fucking beach in New Hampshire. If anything, people should be, if anything, riding horses is probably more of a prevalent activity in New Hampshire than going to the beach is. Uh, New Hampshire listeners, what are, what are you more likely to do on a weekend, uh, ride a horse or go to the beach? Contact us, the Songtops Report at gmail.com. And... Okay, clearly she got her license back. So this song, I'm assuming, takes place over the course of several years. Why are they... I mean, these girls are monotone. I mean, just the textbook definition of just like... Even when they're trying to change pitch, it's just the droning. Just... Like, are they... They're not... No, Mike, yell, yell about these children a little bit more. These children. Okay, these are, these are women. All right? Whoa. 18, 18, 19, 22. Young women. <laughs> Adults, though, in the eyes of the of serving this great country of ours to put your life on the line and and be a hero. What the fuck are you talking about, Mike? <laughs> I'm saying the age 18 is yes, recognized yes, as an adult, yes. Nick. That's yes. all I'm saying. Yes, you said serve in the military, three-year rule, et cetera, et cetera. Three-year rule. <laughs> I won't open that can of worms again. Um, I mean, also, I should mention, to Mike's point, if you really want to get into the specifics, the age of consent in New Hampshire is 16. Wow, Steve. So I'm really hoping you just knew that off the top of your head and didn't immediately look that up. (laughs) Wait, Steve, why are the age of consent laws your wallpaper on your phone? All 50 states. (laughs) And this is why I don't have my mom listen to the show. It's not the crushing disappointment of her son doing a podcast. It's just the tasteless jokes while it happens. <laughs> However. Um, but regardless, getting back to the song, 
we have so many to get through. I will skip ahead a little bit. So we've we've gotten some clues. We know that the companion is with her on her horse in the car, and then she this mentions this isn't going to be something creepy, <laughs> is it, Nick? It's my grandfather's finger. No, I'm it doesn't. Assume it's oh a- my god, Nick! I'm going to secretly. I'm going to assume it's actually foot foot. <gasps> Nick, I hope. But they say in the next line, uh, we haven't played it yet. But when I walk my pets, no wonder then I take my companion. It never has passed. So, implying fo- why would they specify that they're with their pets if Foot Foot is there? Ostensibly, Foot Foot is their pet as well. So wait, now are you trying to? Is the crux of your argument? Well, Steve, these the lyrics have been have made so much sense and have been so clear heretofore. Why would they throw? Why would they throw caution to the wind and make not sense all the sudden? Say what out you of the will, lyrics? Steve. I've argued before. The shags are nothing if not consistent. There is a consistent logic. But I will uh, play the last little stanza where they reveal what their companion is. My companion is with me wherever I go, even when I go to a show. My companion is of Guys, their companion oh was a radio. Did you hear Helen? Did you hear Helen? Helen was there? on a roll, a drum roll. She's I thought like, I'd be so bold. She's like, guys, I learned a new beat. Let me show you at the end of this. It's gonna be sick. This is really gonna get the audience going. They don't call her the Ringo Star of the Shags for nothing. And another one, DJ Colleen. <laughs> I want it. I'm ready for this. I want to hear this in the next big remix that comes out this summer. Maybe Steve. Maybe she was the Ringo star. Maybe she had all these great songwriting ideas, but then Dot was like, Nah, nah. She lended herself in and just took all the credit. I want to see a series that covers the Shags. I'm not even kidding. Like Netflix style, eight episodes. I mean, just and just over-exaggerating some characters on each one of these girls. I mean, I think that would be hilarious. Uh, so that was My Companion. Uh, like I said, the only song they did that has a twist ending. Uh, but then they get a little personal on this next one. Uh, I'm so happy when you're near. I'm so happy when you're near. I'm so sad when you're Listeners, fun exercise to play at home. Just pick an instrument and try to listen to just one what one instrument is playing. Every time it's a different mode, I never know what to do. I'm so long gone without you. When you're far away, you are always in my dreams. And when you're home to stay, we make a perfect team. It's so hard to have... You know what my problem is? You know, oh, go ahead, Nick. No, no. What is your problem with these children? I don't believe them. (gasps) Slander. I don't believe a word that's coming out of their mouths. There is no feeling, Nick. There is no passion. What is this? Interestingly enough, that's the exact same criticism I have against a lot of mumble rap songs, where it just sounds like I don't feel like they're invested in what they're singing about. And I suppose... A valid argument against the Shags could be the same. Like, you're saying you don't feel, you're not feeling from them any feeling. They, Interestingly enough, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> like, scroll up here. You are always, 
When you're far away, you are always in my dreams. And when you're home to stay, we make a perfect team. How lovely those words could be. What a nice sentiment. You know, maybe not the greatest rhymes, but like at the end of the day, what they're what, what you're trying to say to somebody is that, you know, you're always thinking of them. And yeah. when they're around, things are wonderful. And I... What? Just replay that. You, I mean, you're, you're telling me I'm supposed to feel warm in my heart to this? Like, you're telling me I'm... When you're far away, you are always in my dreams. And when you're home to stay, we make a perfect team. Like, like, where's the full stop? Like, that is the end of a thought. Like, and it sounds like they're just going to keep on mumbling yes. on. Yes, and then there's just a weird couple half measures of silence. It's like, like, hold on a second. You got to slow it down. You know what? It's like it's like when someone's rushing through foreplay. It's like, That's what I think of when I listen to the Shags too, Mike. <laughs> yeah. This is actually, yo, it, it, listeners, if you want to spice slow things up, if you want to spice things up with your man or woman, uh, just put this album on and it will. Nick, can you play this at half speed? I don't think I can. Uh, but okay, actually, okay. I can't play this at half speed. But uh, listeners, most podcast players uh, do let you listen to the podcast at half speed or quarter speed or double speed. So experiment, see what happens if you play this episode at half speed. We'll have to find out later. I am curious if uh, if maybe the shags can hit the heart a little closer if they slowed it down a little bit. It's also fun. Fun fact: I don't know if you guys have done this. I've listened to some of our episodes back at half speed, and we just sound drunk. It's very fun. Uh, <laughs> Steve, can you remove your fingers from your eyeballs? Are you trying to gouge them out? Oh, holy shit. Have you guys been talking to me? <laughs> Steve! Did you not hear the, the important analysis about why the shags are lacking in passion and feeling? Guys, I'm, I'm, not, lying. I'm, I'm not lying when I say this. This is... I, I can't. I just can't anymore. <laughs> Like we broke Steve. I, I've I've never had to deal with like I Nick. I knew what this was. So when you when you yes. said this, is what we're going to talk about, I called you a fucking monster. Uh, yes, I recall that. <laughs> you did. You did. But yeah. I, I knew what it was, but I also had never like engaged in a concentrated amount of it for a significant period of time, which I am doing now. Wait, over two <laughs> weeks hours, worth of it. Hours worth. No, they already. I already gave up the ghost at the beginning of the episode. They know what. It, they know what's going on. <laughs> And I just, I can't, like, it all, it all sounds, uh, it, it feels like torture. It feels like actual, like, like the U.S. government utilized it to torture dissidents, levels of torture. Like, it just now, I can't even begin to, I can't, now I can't even pick out, like, the bits here or there that are like, oh, well, that's interesting, or that's odd, or that's funny. It sounds like an amorphous musical blob that just... <laughs> That just surrounds me at all times and doesn't doesn't ever let up. It is now my reality. It is now just what sound is to me to the point where like I can't even pick it out. Like you would be able to pick out the sound of white noise. It's just white noise, and I I can't. I, there's five more. There's five more songs to talk about, and <laughs> it's all, all going to sound the same to me. And I don't know how to talk about it anymore. Steve, how dare you? First off, you don't know if it's all going to sound the same because uh, we need we need to play those songs. Second off, you've now just mostly in me sparked a experiment. I want to try. I just want to see what I want to see what this music does to you when you get such a concentrated dose of it. It's like eating like condensed soup when you didn't add the water, so you're just getting the condensed soup part of it. 
I really want to see what happens. And actually, Steve, I would go so far as to say that's a thing I wonder. What? The next song we're going to cover is called Things I Wonder. Let's get into that and see what they wonder as well. Oh, the look of fear in Steve's Wait, hold eyes. on. Before you play it, let me see if I can... Let me see if I, I somehow prove my point by telling you what we're about to hear. Bang, bang, boom, bang, 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 boom, bang, 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 clang, clang, bang, clink, 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 pluck, 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 pluck. Here we are singing now. This is a song that sings. Clink, clink, drum, 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 drum. Are you, Steve, you could have been a shag. Let me tell you. You, play the song. Steve, you play the a great song. shag. <laughs> play the song. Let me see if this is a completely different song than the one I just heard in my head. Park, Steve. Okay, what the do you cadence, want? A metal? The cadence, the cadence doesn't change. The the instrumentation and skill level of said instrumentation doesn't change. Steve, they recorded the this album ranges. in a day. Were you expecting them to get better as the day went on? No, but I expect songs to be written differently. But Steve, the, the, the lyrics, they are pondering big things. There are many things I wonder. There are many things I don't. It seems as though the things I wonder most are the things I never find out. If the, is there not a lot of depth to that, Steve? If I could discern, if I could dis disseminate and discern the actual lyrics and human speech from the amor pre-mentioned amorphous blob of sound that now is re has residence in my brain, then maybe you'd have something. But this is the equivalent of playing somebody, like if you played somebody speaking really fast and they just started to sound like, and then you just did that for an hour. No, I wouldn't be able to pick out what people are saying. I, I got to tell you something. I think Dot's a genius. All right, Dot. She should have just went acapella. With, she's writing all these songs, right? Me, her, and her dad. She should have gone solo. Uh, she should have gone solo. Because, look, I mean, these, I mean, look, if you just put the right thing behind these words, guys, I mean, it could really be something like, like, uh, these are the many things I wonder. There are many things I don't. And it seems as though the things I wonder most. Most, most. Uh, all the things I never find out. Bam, so, bam, bam. so, Mike, your theory is this song would be good if it was a good song. Like an 80s power ballad, yes. Dot knew it, though. She was held back by her sisters. This is terrible. She's writing these, and you know, and she's trying, she can't sing because she's got she's got her other sisters singing, and they're off key. She's, she's got to stay in their vocal up. range. She's got to yeah. limit herself. Mike, I'm so excited because... You're inadvertently setting up exactly what will prove or disprove this theory later on. Uh, not to spoil it too much, but I will say the whole solo career thing may or may not have happened, Ooh. which we will discuss a little later. But in the meantime, there's many more things to wonder. I wonder about the stars above. I wonder about the Fucking magnets. How do they oh. work? <laughs> Tell me, is there a cover band of these uh, these shag ladies? I found I found one or two like Brooklyn hipster bands that have done ironic cover bands of this. Oh, so they're also bad. Yes. Nobody has played these songs correctly. But what would that even mean? What would playing these songs go? It would change them into different songs. Yeah. It'd be amazing. 
I would. think you could really, dude, you could have some fun with these songs if you actually did it right. You know what I mean? Like the the words. There are certain uh, things I wonder. There are things I don't understand. Yeah. I wonder about the stars above. I wonder about the birds that fly. Yeah. I wonder so me- about your love. But most like, why of do you all, def- I wonder why you make me cry. Like you always default to like Kenny Rogers every time you're doing any kind of like vocal example, and I love it. So the music would be good if only the if only the it was good music. Exactly. Okay. Great. Well, that's the end of the episode, everyone. Thanks for thanks for no. Keep playing. Go ahead. Thanks for listening to the song. I It's another <laughs> philosophy of the world. There are some things I don't understand, but there are some things that I do. Think about that. Sometimes you just want to let people know. Hey, <laughs> I don't understand some things, but I, I understand a few things. There's a few things I do uh, Steve, for the sake of mostly your sanity, we're powering through these songs because there's a little bit more to cover. Uh, so our next song up is Sweet Thing. Now, Steve, something tells me this is going to sound pretty radically different from what you've been hearing on this album up until this point. Okay, I'm sorry. I've already realized the less we hear the drum, usually the better the song sounds. (laughs) Helen, I hate to say it, but I think you're the weakest link. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know what? I feel a little I feel like they're trying a little harder this time. I Just, think yes. this is I think this one they actually are I'm noticing a significant attempt at at trying. Like just yes. They and then they comedically go all in on how they usually perform. So it's like, okay, we we got it. Okay, a little bit here, a little bit of guitar. Okay, now slowly with the drums, get the drums in slowly. Okay, everything's to the beat and on time. Okay, we got this. The okay, we got it for that. Now let's ease into it and. Yeah, and then Helen gets both drumsticks moving. Bam, 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 bam. but. Well, you know what? They recorded this album in a day. This was probably right after their lunch break. They were probably feeling a little bit more revitalized. Uh, But Steve, it would also behoove you specifically to listen to this song, because the lyrics so far have been, you're such a sweet thing, sweet thing, but you can be so mean. And then they go on. Talk about your first toxic relationship, ladies. The only <laughs> thing here that it's behooved is the deer that Mike may have hit with his car. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, I, I find this interesting because Steve, or excuse me, Mike, you have said that you don't buy a lot of where, you don't buy the lyrics a lot of the time. You don't feel like they're selling it. This is the one song where I feel like, I wonder if one of them, maybe Dot perhaps, 
like did have a young relationship that was budding that turned sour, and she honestly tried to channel a little bit of that into the music, where he just became an asshole. You know, that with great pain comes great art. And in the Shag's case, with great pain comes, well, less bad art. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a little more. Okay, now I feel like she's a little bit of, a reli- of an unreliable narrator. You've told many lies. I've never told you one. Really, Dot, you haven't ever told a single lie to this guy, at least. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's she's just, the what? sister that maybe she's the sister that always tells the truth, and then the other one is the sister that always lies, and then you have to talk to them to figure out what's what. Well, like, for, like, okay, ooh, ooh the <laughs> Dot, the Shagrinth. Never- Oh, no. Oh. I just don't. Okay, Mike. Unrelated to the band, I think the Shagrinth would just be a maze of different orgies you would have to find your way through. Is that. Oh, you mean Prince's house? Yeah. But so Dot's, Dot claims. Dot claims. I almost sound like I'm saying dot com. Dot claims she's never told a lie, at least to this guy. But once again, I don't buy that. Like, I'm sure she told her sister Helen at one point, oh, you can play drums. So she's already lied. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but well, she's specifically saying, Nick, that she has never told a lie to him. Now, perhaps, yes, everyone lies, but per, you know, um, some people, when they fall in love, like to believe that they are totally honest with their partner. And if this is a new budding relationship and it's only been a month or two, well, maybe she hasn't lied to him. However, I mean, it's tough to say. <laughs> Who can say? I- Certainly, it's difficult for the shags, too. Oh, shit. You ran around and think that I don't know? I, I have heard so many episodes of The Marmy Show start with that exact same sentence. So the plot is thickening a little bit. I mean, the it would certainly uh, the story they're trying to tell would certainly have more oomph if they were capable of quite literally any other sound. Well, Steve, I don't, I, I'm going to cut ahead. This last section will play the song, but there's one section that, honest to God, I'm feeling a real sense of earnestness here. Okay, being on pitch aside, that was the one moment that I felt like anything resembling, like, just spite or vitriol, and I kind of liked it a little bit. Like, I felt like they're they're doing—this was the one part that made me feel like, okay, no, they are well-adjusted children, because they're really pissed at some guy who was a jerk to them and hoping that that he gets treated the way that uh, he treated them, apparently. Sweet thing, sweet thing. You know, vengeance is a hell of a thing. It does. It can make you feel better, but does it truly fill the hole in the pain, or is that something you just gotta get over yourself? I don't know. It's it's a mixed bag with that sometimes. But um, I couldn't help. Did you guys? You know, when they're talking about I don't, when our, when they said they're sad and blue, I just thought to myself that I would really love to hear a Shags cover of Blue, Badadi, uh, by I. <laughs> 
just because um like i i could just i can imagine it now like uh I have a blue house with a blue window. <laughs> window, <laughs> window. Uh, blue is a color of all you, that I wear. You, you, uh, and you, just gonna... you're neglecting to take into account that in order to do that, they would have to know about that song. And if they knew about that song, that's because the song came out and they are living in the time period of that song. And if they're living in the time period of that song, then they are well aware of the existence of devices that allow us to sing on fucking pitch. <laughs> you want to hear an auto-tuned shag, sister? Yes, remake? at this point, at this point, yes, I would oh like to God. hear that. Steve, death to auto-tune Trollinger, advocating for its usage in the case of the shags. If you're going to do it, if you're going to sing and make me hear it, you might as well use whatever you can to make it not sound like a thing that makes me want to kill for. Steve, I can't believe you, the, it, the shags have destroyed your moral code of music. You know, when you when you first started on this podcast, you immediately were an anti-autotune man. Oh, and don't get me wrong. And now because of the shag sisters here. You're... No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. In a perfect world, they would just not exist altogether. What I'm saying is if I have to live in the world where they exist and are forcing me to listen to music, they might as well. And if they're living in the time period that Blue Daba D exists, which is the whole premise you put forward, then they should have an auto-tuner. But only under those three time and space bending circumstances should nah, I accept They're purists, the Steve. Use. They, they, they'll never use auto-tune. I'm emailing the shags and I want to hear a real cover of Blue, like, like when they pull out their old instruments and really go after it. Uh, you might be disappointed on that, Mike, but I'll let you know. Uh, are they all dead? No, no, no. <laughs> but, oh, okay. uh, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but guys, the next song, this song, I'm not going to lie. I almost wanted to have this be a themed episode we did later in the year and cover it just by itself. Um, cause I really want to give it due diligence, but this is maybe my favorite song on the album. Uh, because Sweet Thing... Pretty earnest, pretty, pretty, you know, cutting to some deep emotional cores. Uh, but the next song is called It's Halloween and uh, just a banger. <laughs> Keep that beat, Helen. You're doing all right. <laughs> you know the dad's that. You know the dad is coaching from the sidelines. Like pulling his hair. What the fuck did I spend this money on? <laughs> one, two, one, two. We've been practicing with the metronome all goddamn week. Why can't you get this? This song is a little one-one time signature. Why even Dracula will be there? It's time for games. Ooh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, why aren't they just, why isn't it just spoken word? That's acceptable. That's an acceptable musical style, is to just speak the lyrics over music. You could have just done that. Why didn't you do that? You can speak like normal people. Why even Dracula will be there? Um, just slight aside, slight aside, but me and my roommate will quote each other that because he also is aware of this, uh, of this band. And like, if we're, if we're talking about like a party or something, we'll say, why even Dracula will be there. Anywho. What a rich, full life you all lead. We do. Time for games. 
Okay, I do have one criticism. Um, nothing in that verse rhymed. The jack lanterns are all lit up, and the stuff, well, I guess stuffed up is kind of a forced rhyme, but then just looking, you will see it's that time of year again. Not even trying. Shags, come on. <clears throat> Nick, you know, you don't always have to rhyme in music. I you suppose know, not. John Cage but, didn't rhyme. I mean, if anything, the Shags have proven you don't really have to do anything in Fuck music. Johnny Cage. The Shags have proven you don't actually have to do anything in music. You don't have to rhyme. You don't have to play instruments. You don't have to know how to sing. You don't have to harmonize. You don't have to uh, buy your own instruments. You don't have to release an album. But if you do, it doesn't have to be good. Like, there's all sorts of things you don't have to do in music, guys. And the Shags have proven that. Oh, all right. Get that, get that, that, uh, that rhythm there, Betty. What you're doing to Steve could be considered a crime in some states, I think, Nick. Certainly not uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> I'm, I, I am unencumbered by that, Mike. I, I, I have no problem whatsoever with inflicting this upon. <laughs> okay, okay. I see how it is. Steve, okay, so, Steve you subjected so, me to talk no, in baseball. No, no. So you have not even yet begun to be subjected to things, Nick. There are things that I have written down that I have not explored because I did not deem it necessary to inflict it upon the both of you. I have uh, I have a break in case Mike pisses me off emergency <laughs> glass song, and I have a break if Nick pisses me off emergency glass song. I've, and now they're happening. Now they're uh, the I take the little mallet, the little metal mallet, and I've cracked them. I've cracked you're, them both. You're cracking them open. Uh-oh. I'm cracking them open. <laughs> it only took like 180 episodes, but listeners, we finally reached the point where we're actively trying to hurt each other. Uh, but, Steve, we'll wrap this song up just because the song is maybe my favorite ending of any song ever. Just tune in next week. Just tune in next week when I talk about my favorite band that rhymes with Ragendorse. Dragon, Dragon Force. Dragon Force? Dragon Force? Oh, fuck yeah. No, you hate Dragon Force. I gotta find a new song now. <laughs> it's time for games. It's time for fun. Not for just one, but for everyone. the sax who is on the sax did dad come in for a little bit he's like all right ladies daddy's coming in he's got he's got his he's got a fedora and sunglasses on i thought you girls could use a little help during this special halloween episode so nothing says halloween like a saxophone but yes he i guess he steps in and plays five notes I want to end every holiday that way. It's Halloween. Steve, it's Halloween. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Steve. Guess what it is. It's Halloween. 
Steve, you're not saying anything, so as long as you're not responding, I'm assuming you're not hearing. It's, it's Halloween. Mike, should I turn the volume up and just keep playing this over and over again? <laughs> just, just keep. <laughs> okay, you know what, Steve? I f- I'm starting to legitimately feel so bad for you, and due to the fact we, we still have to get through some other stuff, I'm actually going to just go to the last song. We're going to skip over Why Do I Feel and What Should I Do. Uh, so, Steve, don't worry. We can save those for a future episode now. Would you like to know what I feel and what I would do? Uh, not necessarily, but what would you feel? What do you feel and what would you do about those feelings? Oh, you'll find out in the next blog post. Um, you go to I, Tumblr and you'll find out. You'll find out. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in their last song. They take, they, they, they take a different angle. Why does the world go un? Why does the world go unholy? Why does everyone fight more and more? Don't they know we have a savior? All we have to do is believe and pray. Steve, uh, Nick, it's um, what is? Well, I, I am a very different person from the both of you. Nick called me. Nick called Nick. Nick called me Mike earlier. Nick, no, Nick called Mike me, and you called Nick me. But I'm me. I'm me. I'm oh, a different my. person from listen, the two of you. Listen, I. We're all just a couple. We're just a couple of dads, you know, who have too many kids, and they get the names mixed up. And you call the kids dog names. You call the dogs kids names. You call the and then you're the middle kid. It's like I'm a person. God damn it! I'm an individual. All right, I, I might not be the you know the the lead sports captain of the basketball team, and maybe I'm not you know a mathlete, but I. I have interests. You know, I picked up pickleball the other day. Is that, is that how you feel, Steve? Is that? <laughs> I paint once in a while. <laughs> I would just. I grew a couple of plants and they're not dead. That's impressive. I would, I would just stop like calling, to be referred to. Stop thinking I'm just a nobody blending in. I would like to be referred to by my name for the first time. I would like the first thing to be my name, not the second thing, the first thing. Didn't I call Nick you? And I was complimented, <laughs> Steve. You're just always first in my mind, Steve. Isn't that a good thing? Just play the song. Steve needs a savior. Luckily, the Shags are here to save him. <laughs> Oh, good, good. I'm glad they saved the. I'm glad they saved the down tempo song for the end to really, because everyone's all jazzed up by this point, having heard everything else that came before this. So you really gotta. You don't want to have a heart attack or a stroke, so you gotta really calm them down with the down tempo. You gotta really Steve, make just as Steve, slow as possible. That's in terribly poor taste. Their dad died of a heart attack. But yes, I mean technically the only the only criticism I have with this album is I probably would have put it's Halloween at the end because it is a little more up tempo and I feel like that would have been a better note to end on. Uh, but they do why, say why why is God a bad note to end on, Nick? Because there's such finality to it. Uh, it's the end of the album. If this is if this is the acceptable music for heaven, if this is the if this is the Jesus has a list and is like all right, well this this is the band this is one of the bands that gets in and I get up there. 
and we and there's Jesus comes out and he goes, all right, we're going to put on a show for all the new newcomers, a real welcome, uh, welcome back, welcome up festival. Uh, here's our opening act, the Shags. I will punch St. Peter in the face so hard he kicks me to hell in that exact moment. Steve, if I may be so bold, I think you're overreacting a little bit to this outsider <laughs> music. But uh, Steve, okay, that is the last I will technically play from this album. Um, so that that was a little retrospective of a philosophy of the world. So this album came out. It was kind of rediscovered in the 70s and the 80s, partially due to Dr. Demento, of all people. Um, the song It's Halloween would be played on regular basis. And just music nerds, like previous episode we mentioned Frank Zappa, um, kind of kept it in the zeitgeist a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, in the it's age the only of- mistake the good doctor has ever made. <laughs> and then in the age of the internet, uh, this band was rediscovered and kind of started to become reappreciated. The um, the reviews for it are all incredibly positive. All Music gave it four and a half out of five stars, as, as an average rating of eighty six out of a hundred on Metacritic. What? Uh, became very became very popular. Now this eventually led to the point where, and I've been tiptoeing around this, but people wanted to hear more music from them or ha- possibly hear a reunion. Now, unfortunately, we already mentioned uh, their dad, unfortunately, died in 1975. And then drummer uh, Betty Wiggins, she died in 2005. Wait, oh, wait, the drummer was Betty? Yeah, uh, oh, sorry, excuse me, Helen. So sorry, yes. Helen, okay. Helen, yes, sorry. Just making the- sure where we got we got our names right. All right, so Helen was the drummer. Yeah, yes. you almost looked like a real jerk making fun of that dead woman for two episodes straight. I just wanted her. <sighs> Wasn't criticizing her character, just the drumming on this album. <laughs> you know, maybe she would have been better at the flute or the clarinet, <laughs> maybe, you know, or uh, maybe. <laughs> or I want to know who played that sax in Halloween. I will only believe it was their dad. I don't care what any That's other it. historical documents That's tell it. me. It was just it dad. Was it was only their dad. Um, so. Eventually, enough, I hate to say it, but basically hipsters kept this album alive. Like, people, people. I think there's a lot of people who, like, ironically enjoyed this, but then there are some people who just legitimately so loved its lack of polish and musical ability and just the fact that they were just basically, there, there's an innocence to it, and people seem to respond to that. So even though... Surviving members, basically all of them, I I believe I mentioned last episode, 1975, stopped playing instruments, never picked them up again. They all just went on to essentially have normal lives, working normal jobs, having normal families. Um, But in the mid-aughts, actually starting, I I believe, in like 2010, they essentially got slightly coaxed out of retirement. So... A group of musicians who loved this album and loved the Shags got Dot, the guitarist and lead singer, to begin writing new music with them. So, long story short, in 2013, Dot Higgins, uh, or excuse me, Dot Wiggin, oh my God, Dot Wiggin, my mind is melting. In 2013, Dot Wiggin. Are you uh, Wiggin out, Nick? Don't you dare, Mike. That's the name of one of the songs on that album. The Dot Wiggin Band became a thing, and they started releasing music. So, Mike, you've been arguing that she was the 
brains and the and the clear Beyonce of the group and was held back. So now you have an opportunity to hear what music she recorded at the age she was I think she was in her mid 60s at this point. Um, Don't this let is me down, Dot. Don't this, let me down. This is her with a new backing band. And this is an original song called Banana Bike. She gets on her banana bike and pedals all around. She gets on her banana bike and travels through the town. There's just no stopping her, this is for sure. She gets on her banana bike and pedals more and more. She meets up with her friends and goes and goes and goes. There's a destination, sometimes no one knows. I don't hate this. I will say, she does not play guitar. She has strictly become a vocalist. I mean, arguably, she never really played guitar. But she's only doing vocals um, on this project. It works. You know what? Well, you know why this works? First of all, for her, it's, it's just enough where, you know, it's got that shags sound. Except you don't want to blow your fucking brains out listening to it. And, like, and then it's kind of just... It kind of, it, it sounds like an indie rock band, you know, like I feel like uh, Scott Pilgrim had a, co- a couple songs on their album that kind of made me. Th- Interesting. Like this. Yes. Yes. This seems like it would be in the background of some Michael Sarah movie. Yeah. But Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. Yeah, yeah, it would fit him. It would fit in perfectly with that. I, I think this is I am. See, I knew Dot. I knew Dot had it in her. She and let needed, me she let me get, hazard a guess. Let me hazard a guess. All of the hipsters that coaxed her out of retirement that loved this band, ironically or unironically, as it were, let me guess, they all hated it, didn't they? They all hated the fact that it sounded like actual music, that it wasn't something that just covered your eyes in a fine sheen of blood-red mist, and you couldn't think of anything but anything but the, the music cloud hanging over your head, driving you to brutally murder... Steve, possibly yes, possibly no. Because I think on the one hand, people are just so thrilled that after um, 35 years of retirement, she was back making new music. But at the same time, possibly to your point, it wasn't fully enough, which is why in 2017, for the first time ever, the surviving Shags performed as the Shags. Now... All this information that I pulled is basically from a single New Yorker article by Howard Fisher, uh, Howard Fishman. It was very well written. So, on August 30th, in 2017, at the Massachusetts Museum of Contemporary Arts, at 1.30 in the afternoon, the Shags performed the first live music they had performed since 1975. So, it was essentially a lot of the same backing band, I believe, that had worked with um, the Dot Wiggin band. And they wanted to perform these songs live. Now, last episode we had discussed, Mike, you had brought up, how do you, like, what would this music sound like if it was performed, like, properly? And you won't get that answered because these musicians were good enough and tried so hard. They tried to recreate and perform these songs live exactly how they sounded on the album. And the interesting thing is, this article goes in-depth. Just it, They kind of just discuss the people who came to see them, but they also talk about how if accidental art is created, like it was that one day that the Shags recorded the album Philosophy of the World, how do you recreate it, and can you even? I want to know. 
I want to know. Do we have a little sound from that, or was it just written in the article? Oh no, uh, we have we have some video of them performing live. Oh my god! Now I will say, so the encore performance they played, my pal Foot Foot, because the audience literally you can literally hear them chanting Foot Foot. Um, but I will say, Mike, I want you to hear the drums at the beginning because listeners who listened to the first episode that we did, uh, my pal Footfoot has a lengthy percussion uh, intro, and hearing it recreated is very interesting. So, so the band comes out, and it's the two surviving Wiggins sisters, and once again, it's just so. Everyone just says they're just very normal, down-to-earth people who are very confused why people are still interested in their music. They're kind of, like, happy to be there, but they've said multiple times in interviews they don't get it. They, they're not happy with how Philosophy of the World sounded. To them, that was just something they did as kids and forgot, but for some reason, the rest of the world was still hung up on. Uh, but this is my pal Footfoot. Recreating it. You know what? I feel like I've said a lot of rotten things about the dearly departed Helen Wiggins. Uh, but let me say, hearing her drum playing recreated by a new drummer was so fascinating. <laughs> was so like I'm like now hearing <laughs> it's almost like I feel like I traveled through the the, the time and I'm re, you know experiencing that that moment of oh my god that's exactly what it sounded like <laughs> yeah the they specifically mentioned like they listened to the album over and over again something I'm sure Steve would have loved to have done Trying to hear exactly how they played it and try their best as professional musicians to recreate now, it. You, uh, you've been saying something a lot, Nick, and I and I I got I feel like there is a dangerous thing that can happen when you listen to something and enjoy it ironically. And I throw up some quotation marks when I say this in quotes because because. I think there comes a transitional point after you have submerged yourself within something, ironically, to where it is so then familiar to your brain that it's almost comforting. And in that way, you now enjoy it unironically. And you have crossed over this bridge of ironically. You've crossed the irony bridge. You've crossed those streams. I feel like it's similar to like when people watch like a movie at a very young age 
it almost doesn't matter how good it is or not. Like, it's just if you watched it enough or watched at the right time, it's just always going to have a positive association and you can't do anything about it. I think it's similar if you listen to something over and over again. And yeah, Steve, that movie for me, that movie for me, Nick, was. George Lucas's large flop, Howard the Duck, covered by one of those Night at the Movies with Steve Trollinger. <laughs> yes, Steve, one of the happier times we had on this podcast. You know, I was just thinking, I was just thinking about how hard it is to replicate a thing after it's been done the first time. And I was thinking about how they tried to do it here and how they, they almost pulled it off. It wasn't quite, but they, they couldn't quite replicate. The sound can't be replicated. There's only the one version that you'll ever be able to hear it as is, and it's, and it's that album. And then I thought separately. I thought separately to the story I read of uh, there was, uh, many years ago, there was a big fire in Los Angeles, and the building that burned down contained the masters of a lot of like really great music. And how that master is lost forever. And then I thought, boy, sure is going to be nice when I do that to these. <laughs> Steve. Steve! Steve, you're a monster. I hope you know that. Sure is going to be real nice when the only example of this album, when the master is completely destroyed. Steve, this is literally like the sort of exact same plan that the Grinch had. But you can't some sort kill of fire, it if it lives some sort in our fire hearts. Or uh, the building collapses due to somebody sawing structural support beams or something random and completely natural and not man-made or engineered happens to the building the master of the Philosophy of the World album is in. And then after a certain number of centuries, godless centuries, the digital copies will all disappear. And at that point, and I just think about at that point when the world will finally know peace and I can rest. Steve, such passion. For if by passion such you mean psychopathy. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking about when I was quiet. Passion. Um, that's what I was thinking about when I was quiet for a few minutes. Nick, you got me thinking of a funny little thing. It's just like... Um, with uh, with uh, Steve being the the Grinch to to the hipsters of Hipsterville, uh, who liked the Shags a lot, and you know Steve who hates Hipsterville certainly did not. No, uh, all uh, the hipsters <laughs> down in Hipsterville like the Shags, kind of. You're ironic. Like the sh- Hipsterville. All the hipsters down in Hipsterville like the Shags just because. But the Grinch who lived just north of Hipsterville, told them to shut up. You know, and then uh, at, at the end, after you burn all the copies of the Shag's um, record, is when uh, all the hipsters join hands um, around a bunch of IPAs, I guess, and then they uh, and they start singing, "My pal Foot Foot." Foot Foot. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, and they start singing, "Fahu Dores, Fahu, Fahu Dores, Dores, Fahu, Fahu Dores, Dores, Fahu Dores." Well, Steve, the last little bit <laughs> you might be great. relieved to hear is that this last perfor- this performance in 2017 is, uh, according to 
Howard Fishman's article, likely to be a one-and-done event because Dot is having a series of surgeries and is also apparently intensely devoted to her two elderly handicapped rescue dogs that she takes care of and who need constant care. And then her sister Betty has no interest in performing again. Quote, I'm just really not into it, she said. I lost interest years ago. And that's the only part that I find a little melancholy about all of this. They were kind of forced to write this album. They were forced to perform and write this album kind of against their wishes by an overbearing dad. Uh, when he died and they had an opportunity to get away from it, they just stopped and said they didn't want anything to do with it or performing again. But then it resonated with enough people who liked it possibly for what it was, but also possibly ironically, and kept them in the public consciousness when they didn't really want to. Now, granted, they didn't have to perform this again. They chose to. But I can still kind of sympathize with just being... Not being forced to, but like having to play out maybe a part of your childhood or your young adulthood that wasn't great or something you didn't have any interest in, but it's the only thing that the rest of the world has any interest in you in. I feel a little bit of a... Like I said, melancholy about that. And the fact that they're not really interested, but it's like all these hipster musicians are like, no, no, we really, people want to hear you. They want to hear you perform these songs again, but you having no interest to. I think that's when I show up and I befriend them by telling them that I hate their music <laughs> and they should never perform it ever again. And it was bad. It was clinically, objectively scientifically bad and they'll say they'll say you're right strange man all of those things were true let's be best friends also how did you get in our house steve i want that to be like the a beautiful like christmas season finale episode of the sontopsy report netflix series where we <laughs> are live action meeting all the uh, the people we've covered yeah welcome to the netflix report well i'm sure I'm sure that's exactly how they would respond, Steve. But so, oh god, what time is it? Oh, the end of the episode. Oh, that's so weird. It's the time for the end of the episode. Is, that quickly. It huh? is time for the end of the episode, Steve. Uh, so I guess at the end you won, Steve. Love won in that the Shags probably won't ever release new music and probably won't ever perform new music. So it's come to an end. But you know what? They left a legacy. A legacy that means a lot to a lot of people, Steve. And I think well, that those maybe people that's, are stupid. Well, <laughs> Fine, people aren't stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, some people are stupid. But not people who enjoy this album. So, Steve, you you haven't had... There's no nuance to your thoughts on this. It's just an unequivocal slab of hatred and dislike. Where's the crapometer? <laughs> what would I think of this? <laughs> Where's the crapometer, you say? It's all. It only showed up kind of for four episodes and then disappeared 60 episodes ago. I was I was about to randomly just make it a thing again, but then I realized that would involve a lot of after effects and foley work that uh, I didn't want to foist on Nick at the end of the episode out of nowhere. So, Steve, listen, if you record your own foley work, that makes my job easier, and I can keep everything in. I mean, the crapometer's been in the background of every single recording session that we've done. You've just never turned it on. I just I just don't I look. It might be easy for you to get your hands on some plutonium, but, you know, it's not available across any corner drugstore where I'm from, okay? I was going to say Southern Brooklyn. Yeah. It just looks you, so... Look, your Dwayne Reeds might have plutonium, but mine don't, all right? It's Queens where it's at, baby. But that is it. That is the, that is 
the sum total of our two-episode deep dive into the Shag's philosophy of the world. I kind of want to do more of these. I want to do more of these full album long two-episode deep dives where we just force ourselves to just sit in the muck of whatever music we've chosen to inflict upon ourselves and the listeners. Does that sound Jesus, like fun, you guys? Nick, you want to do that? You're sick. <laughs> Maybe the pandemic yeah. fried my brain a little bit. Who knows? I, I, I wouldn't mind doing I, I think a Frank Zappa one would be fun. I'm down. Okay, yes. If we've learned anything, Frank Zappa is the next target of our ire. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us on this journey, listeners. You can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Song Topsy Report. Check out Dapper Devil Productions. If you haven't seen Steve in a show about coworkers yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, also, actually, by the time this episode comes out, uh, a music video I shot and edited for a very musically talented friend of mine might have come out. So I'll selfishly plug my own social media, probably on Instagram. You'll be able to see that. Uh, it turned out pretty well, if I do say so myself. And uh, yeah, Mike, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And, uh, yeah, like next time, check out our social media. Watch Steve and all the funny stuff he's been filmed in. Uh, watch Nick's music. Thanks. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that music video, Nick. And, um, yeah, so, you know what? I just want to know. I want to know. Did you like the Shags album? Are you now a, sh- a shaggy? A, a Shagaholic. A shagaholic. Shagaholic is that is that what they, is that what their fans are called? Are you a are, foot foot? Are you, are you, um, foot foot. Yeah, let us know. I'm curious. I'm curious. You know, listen to the album a few times, like they say. And it, do you fall in love, or are you as angry as Steve is? That's that's what I want to know. I, I don't know. think anyone in the world right now is as angry as Steve is. I'm no longer angry. I'm just disappointed. Oh, Steve. Well, cheer yourself up by telling the listeners where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo. That's the spirit. On my my personal website, stephentrollinger.com. On the Dapper Devil Productions website. And at performing live this week and for the next several months at the New York Institute for the Criminally Insane. Come check me out. Don't literally check check me out. I'm in there for everyone's good. (laughs) weird they let people do performances there uh but yeah check steve out at that asylum uh excuse me probably asylum is not a politically correct term hey you know inside we call it what it is all right uh enjoy steve at the loony bin wait uh, is there wait the word asylum is politically incorrect i I just like it literally i think it's an outdated term i don't know you know what? People are gonna keep changing terms when they realize what it means man i mean that's uh, that's true (laughs) I don't like that because it, it, it means something's wrong. Like I don't, I don't know, man. I've been in those places. This is fucked up. Like, oh, that's right. Uh, like, it's a bit for uh, Steve. It's just Mike's life. Ah, uh, and on that note, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm sure I left those matches around here somewhere. No, save the masters. And uh, we will see you next week. Take care. Be careful.